Hi, everybody. I'm Jill. And this is Mel. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Editing Melissa adds the theme music in, but every single time Jill and I dance, like we can hear the theme music, we cannot. Oh God, it's hysterical! Every time we just anyway. shoot it around. Anywho, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! I'm so excited. We're not recording this on Halloween, but you are all listening to this on Halloween. Well, to be fair, it is like very shortly before Halloween. So. It, it, yeah, it's not far off, but uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about this wise yet. So let's talk about Halloween instead. I don't have a Halloween costume because I'm lame. Ew. I know. I don't have a Halloween costume. But we... did you have a Halloween costume? Yes. I begged my husband to be Travis Kelsey. So <laughs> <laughs> he does not look like Travis Kelsey. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But he did shave his beard into a mustache for me. <laughs> oh my god, I need to see this. I will. I will send you pictures. And I got him a Chiefs t-shirt. Um, it looks As like the jersey, does. which is even better. And um, I've got, I've, I've got like a t- reputation era outfit which I know does it they're not like obviously they weren't together at that time but I was trying to make it like very obviously Taylor Swift so it's pretty classic I'm not gonna lie to you yeah I don't like John and I have dressed up as the same meme for literally years what is it he has a Deadpool onesie and I have a unicorn onesie and it's Deadpool riding the unicorn meme (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I listen this year's costumes like I wish I was as creative as the people that I have seen on TikTok holy shit I feel like this year has just taken it to an absolute other level the mm. the nostalgic costumes that I have seen is just they're impeccable I saw mm-hmm. uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask with the girl who's Cameron Diaz. It was like they had the the guy had his head painted and everything. <laughs> um, gosh, what are some other good ones that I saw? A South Park one. There was a few guys who were dressed up as South Park. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, I saw. Oh my god, what is her name? The like grumpy monster old lady from Monsters Inc. Roz. Yes, there's oh, a really good Roz. <laughs> they're. I mean, they're just amazing. And then I cannot remember the movie, but there was these like geese. And there's like Uncle Waldo. There's Uncle Waldo. And I was like, I saw two people dressed up as that outfit. I was like, what in the world? I don't know. I don't think I've had a really good Halloween since like you and I were like in the same state. And I yeah. was, I had a villain. So my older brother's birthday is pretty close to Halloween. And so every year for his birthday, he throws a huge like Halloween party. And one year he had a theme of you had to be a villain. 
So I came as Umbridge. Oh, it was good. It was it good. was a good costume. It was good. That was a good it was year. Good. Like my youngest was so stinking cute. She was a little miniature Snow White and she just had the chubbiest little cheeks. And she just ran around and then hung out with her favorite person at the time who was dressed as a werewolf. And she just did not care at all. <laughs> And um, my older one at the time was um, Matt, Matt Hatter from the Tea Party. She was so stinking cute. Cool hat. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, that was, that was a, a good party. I was going to say that was a really good like group and everyone dressed up. Everyone got into it. It's so fun. Yeah, I that I I love like that aspect of Halloween. Like I would totally throw like a really fun like costume contest. Speaking of costume parties, so the Las Vegas Grand Prix is coming up. Mm-hmm. We're throwing a Vegas-themed F1 party. Oh, my God. So the, the, the race actually airs at, like, 2 a.m. Because they're mm-hmm. doing it at midnight or, or maybe it's 10. I don't remember. Something to that effect. A very, very early morning hours. None of us are going to do that. But anyway, so the next day we're going to around brunchish time, we're going to have everybody come over. But the, like, the theme is they have to wear a Vegas related costume. So we're all dis- d- discussing, but I think I'm going to amend it to include some F1 related costumes because I did see. Do you remember that exchange between Christian Horner and about the car and like... <laughs> Yes, the iconic exchange. There was two chicks who dressed up as Christian (laughs) 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 And they did the exchange on TikTok. It was fantastic. Oh my god, it was so good. So I'm like, I those are acceptable as well. I will take F1 because then I saw another chick dressed up as um Carlos Sides. It was it was so great. I love it. The costumes are like off the charts this year yeah i mean i feel like for vegas you either have to do like a showgirl like a tourist or you have to go like fear and loathing in las vegas oh no so i'm (laughs) i'm trying to find or i was thinking like ellen from the vegas vacation (gasps) Oh, like National Lampoon. Yes. That's yes. a good that's a good reference too. Because Mark and I have dressed up as Clark and Ellen for Christmas parties before. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> not surprised. I'm not even a little bit surprised. Oh, we're like also we like the plan is to eventually be full Griswold at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaning so into it. I love it. It's so much fun. You guys are so silly. I know. It's great, but we enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And actually, Mark was out there, like, helping me trying to engineer plan my Christmas um, ornament arch out front because it fell down last year. I know. I'm going to make it happen. Moving at Christmas, so I'm doing nothing. I don't even think I'm gonna put my Christmas tree up because oh, I'm girl, literally moving like the week there. before Christmas. I've been there when I moved to California. Mm-hmm. I did it over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. We don't have kids or anything. Like, no one's going to care if we don't have a Christmas tree. Like, that actually, next year. it worked out that that when, when that happened, we didn't have the kids either. We spent Christmas in Vegas. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good time yeah. to like take it, take a beat for yourself, but take a little, take a moment, man. We went from Halloween all the way. <laughs> yeah. And Thanksgiving is going to happen in there somewhere. Right over it. Yeah. It's fine. I'm going to, I'm trying to like convince a co like a coworker of mine to do like a Friendsgiving. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Cause like John and I can't like travel. So we are having the, like the family's coming to us this year and Mark's super excited because he likes to cook. So he's doing one of the turkeys and um, some of the other. Oh God. The fact that there's going to be more than one turkey is already oh, too much for me. We have a lot of people coming, but I don't have to Just, cook a lot of it. Like everybody's doing their own bits, but we have a lot of people coming. So we're, so of course I'm redecorating the house. <laughs> as long as you don't pull like the incompetent husband thing where like there's people coming over and he like no puts a I, new mailbox in or some no, shit like no 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 so I actually I ordered a, a new bench to put shoes in by the front door because we desperately needed something to put shoes in and we I, I left it there meant to do it over the weekend and was exhausted yesterday and just passed out super early came home from work today he already had it put together he showed me the lights that came in that he's gonna replace it with like the ones that we've got in there so i'm very excited he so, so he's on it he's on it he's great yeah all right do we want to get into this this episode i don't feel like i have a lot to talk about we're not gonna run through blow by no. blow this episode because there frankly just wasn't that much interesting stuff going on because like I'm going to say this. I adore Truly. I think she's a super cute kid. I don't care about her learning to ride a bike. Yeah. I mean, I I loved the way... I will say this. I loved the way that Christine handled it. Because it yes. really reminded me of my kids. Because there are some mm -hmm. things that if you push them into yourselves, like, it's never going to work. Like, I, yeah. My oldest taught my youngest because she just, mm -hmm. it just worked better. Like it, whatever works for the kid and makes them comfortable and confident enough to do it, do it. And I think Kristen handled it great. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. It just kind of, I used many, many moons ago, I worked at Disneyland and I was an attractions operator and it just made me think of when parents try to force their kid to get on a ride the kid does not want to get on to like it just creates a really ugly situation so yeah if the kid doesn't want to do something like just don't you want to push your kid to a certain extent but like if they're really uncomfortable like why are why are we doing this isn't this for your kid to have fun can i have a side story where i made a p mistake as a parent <laughs> sure <laughs> and it is related to this so my youngest, we went to Universal Studios the year that the Velocicoaster opened. And none of us had been on it. And so we weren't entirely like we didn't expect what happened. Let's put it that way. So um, it is very, very fast. And we didn't know that at the time. I assumed it was very much like the other roller coasters at the park. And 
we convinced her and I can't, I think she was like seven or eight at the time. I can't quite remember. And, uh, we convinced her to go on it and she was nervous, but like, you know, we talked about it, told her it was going to be fine. And Oh Lord, when she got off, was she pissed? She was pissed and she cried. And I felt so awful because I didn't know that it was going to be like as insanely fast and intense as it was. I would never have taken her on it. I would have taken Mm -hmm. her on something that was much, much tamer. So word to the wise, don't be that parent. (laughs) Go on the ride first. Yeah, I... Uh, just like, like such an asshole. It mm. happens. I had a parent once. I was at my attraction and I worked like an e-ticket attraction at Disney. I worked at Indiana Jones. Okay, I'm not going to keep this a secret. Okay, it's a fun ride. Um, And I had this family load into row one. And this kid literally tried to jump out of the vehicle. Oh, no. And the dad like grabbed her put her back in her seat and then piled his backpack and all the bags on top of her to keep her seated and we had to like it for reasons that no one cares about we had to move the car to belt but we pulled that kid out of that out of that car before sending it into the attraction like i was like i'm not sending this kid in there this is just gonna traumatize this kid traumatize this kid uh, no, but if like my kid was that scared, and we have bailed no. out. We have bailed out before, and that's fine. Like it's no oh, one's judging. We were literally buckled in on the Hogwarts, like um, Hagrid's motorbike. My youngest and I were she, and we had to jump off because she started mm-hmm. to panic, which is fine. And it was not a big deal. But I was like, nope, yep, we're good, we're good. So and anyway, as an attractions operator, I will always pull you. Oh, heck I'd yeah. rather pull you and take an extra moment to get you out than have you go in there and ha- like cause a, like have an issue. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like, yeah. Anyways, so going into point number one. So this 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 episode opened, well, I guess Shirley's bike was point number one. But going yeah. to the next point. <laughs> um, This episode opened with McKelty telling Isabel that she was pregnant. Yay, McKelty and Tony, congrats. Um, But then they also surprised Christine by showing her a sonogram that they were actually pregnant with twins, which is really surprising, to be honest, uh, because there are no twins like in the Brown family. Like none of the wives have had a set of twins. Tony's um, face was so funny. Tony's face, he looked like he could have been blown over by a feather. It was so funny. He was surprised for sure. Um, but I, I just want to talk about so Cody then comes on and says he's like well there's no twins in the Brown family so it must have come from Tony's side that's not how twins work I actually dated somebody who was a twin Mm -hmm. one time and his mom explained how twins work and that's not how twins work the man does not actually participate in the creation of twins 99% 99% of the time. Really? <laughs> really. So it is, it's very rare. And this is why it's kind of surprising with like the McKelty situation for it to not 
be like twins have twins, like families that have twins in their family typically will have twins because you're like genetically predisposed to like ovulate twice or it's more likely for the zygote to split. Mm-hmm. It is not something that has like so like if you are a man who is a twin, your daughters will have a higher probability of having twins. I mean, it makes because sense, of like how the genetics work. Yeah, but Cody is a hundred percent wrong. This has nothing to do with Tony. <laughs> just nothing. I mean, but I'm sure that nothing. like they're probably like just anomalies. As well. Yeah, there, there's a not like it just can yeah. happen, but it's it's more rare than like in families where there are twins right. in, exactly. in the family. So I just I really needed to point out that um, Cody was 100 percent wrong in that. Yeah. And he needs to like, I don't know, learn some biology about how women get pregnant. Yeah, but that's that would require some effort on Cody's part. <sighs> I forgot. And he is not good at that. Uh, So the next thing is we get we kind of get two moments with Mary and they're split out out in the episodes. We get the first one. Yeah. And she's talking about their anniversary. And she talks about how like he hasn't you know, he didn't reach out to her. She ended up reaching out to him for their anniversary. He's actually not really like acknowledged her birthday in a couple of years, which like I know. Dude. Dude. My heart broke for her in this. Oh yeah, but it goes to such a good place. I'm so excited. So mm-hmm. she calls him and it's like, hey, like happy anniversary. Like, do you want to like go for a drive or like get some dinner together like to yeah. acknowledge my existence and he was like well I'm watching my kids so let me talk to Robin and he like very much wanted an out like he didn't want to go no. but it's pretty evident to me that like Robin was like no go. motherfucker go spend time with her on yours fucking anniversary Bye. so they go to dinner and they're sitting down at dinner and he's they're talking about things and he's like make some kind of statement she doesn't exactly say what about faking a relationship she's like well I'm not faking anything I don't know what you're talking about and he gestures between them and then he goes but we're not meh we don't act like a married couple and I'm like you do not consider you two married the look on Mary's face when she said that just you could tell she felt like it had been a slap in the face and very betrayed. Yeah, so messed up. Um, but like, I really feel like this was the final switch in the sequence that turned the light bulb on for Mary that Cody does not want to be with her. Yeah, he doesn't. But this is the thing. Part of me feels like Mary should have seen this coming. Mm -hmm. Because everybody else has. So, because she said before, I've seen him say things. I've heard him tell other people, whatever, what have you. But he's never told me. 
So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's, I, I want to be clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying to somebody, like, I don't consider us married. I don't like, this isn't going to happen, but I don't, I think Cody should have done that a long time ago because Mary told him all the time that she wasn't going anywhere. She still had hope for their relationship. That asshole knew damn well how she felt. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he waited so long to tell her is cruel, in my opinion, and he could have handled it better. Like, there's nothing wrong with ending a relationship being honest with somebody. But the way he did it was awful to me. Absolutely horrible to wait seven years to have this conversation is just cruel. Yeah. That's cruel. And to me, it's really sad that like, he finally has this conversation on their anniversary, on their 25th wedding anniversary. What did, what did, and he's like reluctant to even have this conversation. But I think he also got to a point where he realized that like, she wasn't going to quote, get the hint. Yeah. And she wasn't going to break up with him for him. And I think that also pisses him off because we love we can see how much he loves to get other people to do his dirty work for him. I don't remember if it's this point or if it's later in the episode, but I feel like it's related. So it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter. Like the fact that he asked her to keep it quiet (gasps) is so fucking telling as to why he kept his mouth shut for so long and I think that that was probably the the part that made her look so shocked that it was like wow yeah so that that was I only had like seven bullet points of notes from this episode and most of them are about Mary if I'm really honest yeah so that that portion took place like near the end of the episode where they kind of circle back to Mary and they're taught like they kind of reiterate the conversation. And then she asks him like, well, we're public. Do we want to yeah, say anything about it? And he says no, because he gets too much criticism. He wants to keep it just to themselves. And that pissed me off. He does not get to make that. Like, here's the thing. Here's my thing. If he had had this conversation when he initially felt this, which was back when like the whole catfishing thing came out. That to me is when he like fully emotionally disengaged from Mary, which completely fair. Yeah. What Mary did was not, was not okay. I think, and you and I have had these conversations like before where when cheating happens, whether it's emotional or physical, there's usually a reason. Yeah. Sometimes it's not a very good reason. Like the reason could be that you're an asshole. But Sorry. there's usually some kind of, some kind of reason. There yeah, and I want like I'll I'll go into a slight more detail. Like there are absolutely people who are just selfish assholes who just don't give a fuck and want to do whatever it is that they want to do. But there are some people who do that and it's it's a symptom of a major problem or dysfunction in their relationship. That isn't it's because it's not necessarily in that person's character. It's not like they're going out willy nilly 
doing whatever. Like you can just tell that there is some deep issues there. And I'm not, it's not an excuse by any means at all. But I think in Mary's instance, that is what happened. That to me was a clear symptom of deep dysfunction in their relationship. She clearly felt neglected. Clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mary very much was alone in this stage in life because she, you know, her kiddo had gone off to college and she was the only one of the family experiencing empty nest syndrome. And if you're coupling that with how neglectful Cody had been at the time, and I mean, just continued to be, I understand how she ended up in the situation she did. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make it okay, but I understand. Yeah. And I think if Cody had said, like, you know, I I know I made these religious vows, but like this is this is something I just can't. I'm not going to be able to forgive you. I'm not going to get over it. I think we need to separate at that time. I think everyone would have understood and like supported Cody in, in feeling that way, because. Yeah, because if that was really his big breaking point, which seems to be. In my opinion, for him anyway, mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily was for Mary, but then why did you wait eight years? Like, what? that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, and I don't think he waited eight years because he wanted to, like, actually see if it could work out. I think he did it because Robin pushed him to. Yeah, I think I think I don't know if she maybe. I would be surprised if she knew what Cody was going to say to her. It wouldn't surprise me if Cody went there to kind of just appease Mary and then just, it just slipped because he doesn't care because he doesn't care. Yeah. I think he a hundred percent went to on this, on this dinner date with Mary in an attempt to appease her and to, to, you know, do right by Robin. And he had a Freudian slip Uh And it all just came tumbling down. Yeah. She called him on it and he was like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, Because he doesn't care anymore. He Uh doesn't want to be with her. And like, there's nothing wrong with, with, with ending a relationship when it's run its course. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But this relationship ran its course a long time ago. ago. And he had, he did not have the balls to end it. Like he said before, he doesn't want Robin to lose respect for him. That's the only reason he didn't it. He didn't yeah. end it before. That's all. Yeah. So, I, I have no respect for Cody. None. None. Not even one bit. But I do love what Mary said immediately after like revealing this whole he wants to keep it confidential. She's like, fuck that. It's my story, too. And I'm going to tell my story. Good for her. And was, I'm like, yes. I was so proud of her. I was like, hell yes. I was so glad to see her step up for herself, stand up for herself and and say like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this no. anymore. Uh, and, and I love that she's like really owning the fact that she is this independent woman. Like she has been living independently for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And. I'm proud of her for being like, I don't need, I don't need this, you know, 
schmuck schmuck. Yeah. He's an idiot. Oh, but yeah. So, I mean, to me, the meat of this episode was Mary. Mary's um, done. And we're going to sprinkle Christine and Janelle in there. Yeah. (laughs) Except for the Maddie bit. We'll get to that. I'm sure. I did not make a note of that because I don't know what to think of it. I don't feel like we have enough information to really talk about it. I'll say this. I just very much agree with Janelle. And it was funny. My, my youngest was kind of watching a little bit of this with me. And she was asking me about this. She was like, I don't understand why he doesn't call her. And it was like, and it was a weird conversation. And I was like trying to just trying to justify it to a nine-year-old is really difficult. Like why a parent wouldn't call their kid. And yeah, and it was like, it was a little eye opening. And I like, I thought Janelle, what Janelle, I think what she said, I think it was Janelle, where I think Cody's getting in with, or getting out of this relationship, what he's putting into it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such a nail on the head for that, that situation. So that's, I guess yeah. that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I think it was interesting that they, they included the, the director's question of like, well, have you talked to Maddie? Maddie? And he's like, oh, she doesn't reach out to me anymore. And I'm like, Maddie, like, I feel like she had her kids and then she's really pulled back from the show. Oh, and yeah, completely fair. They live in North Carolina. Like, it's not easy. They don't want to be a part of the spotlight. It seems like they, uh, some of the kids have like Patreons and YouTube channels and things like that. And, you know, I don't think they're like writing on the fame by any means, but like they're using the tools that they have at their fingertips. Like it's easy for them to make extra money by talking about what yeah, their family has for done the for the past part, 12 years. They have pretty normal lives. Yeah. So I, like, I think just reacting to episodes is not a bad thing. I, I don't, it, I don't see it as writing on their. I don't have any issue with these kids taking like, uh, yeah, taking it upon themselves to do these things because they didn't get to consent to being on this show in the first place. Yeah. So uh, they want to, you know, seek some power in this situation and take control of the narrative for themselves. I'm a hundred percent fine with it. Yeah. More power to you. But I just think it's interesting when some like, you know, some of these kids have stepped away from the spotlight with Maddie, with Logan, you know, Hunter's not on the show very often, you know, and I don't, I don't have any issue with that. Um, the the last thing I honestly made note of was when they were having Truly's birthday party at Robin and Cody's house. And Robin made this face when she said Truly was turning 12. Oh, yeah. It was she was a like, face. she like cringed. And I don't understand. I, I mean, I kind of can't. She's listen. The, I I say this to friends and may like maybe I'll get roasted for it. I don't know. To me, when kids hit the very beginning stages of puberty, I'd say about 10, 11 years old, they turn into kind of little assholes. Okay. So to me, 
like she's probably making that face as like, oh God, she's turning into a teenager. Like, but to me, that's like, oh, thank God they're going to calm down a little bit because I swear before they really like roll into the teenage years. Oh, it's rough. Middle school is rough. Okay. I don't even know how to begin to tell you how rough it is. Yeah, I don't have kids, so I don't have context on any of this. But I also find this narrative of like teenagers are so hard, da 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 da, really fucking annoying. And it's like you're just manifesting this shit at this point because if all you do is talk about how your kid has this bad attitude and they're so difficult and da 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 da, then like, th- yeah, that's exactly how your kid is going to act. But if you say, "Hey, my kid's great," like, you know, it's funny you say that. Because I read an article somewhere about how kids pick up how their parents talk about them. And if you if they hear you say, I've got a good kid, I've got a good teenager or, or whatnot, then it, like you said, it kind of like predisposes them to that behavior. And I thought about it. And you know what? That's something my parents said to me all the time. And like, I... I I unconsciously did it with my kids because they are, you know, they're kids. They make mistakes. Absolutely. They make really dumb mistakes, (laughs) but overall they're good kids. They're good people. Like no one's perfect. Everyone's going to make mistakes, especially adolescents whose brains are not fully formed. So (laughs) yeah. But like they will hold themselves to a better standard if they think that they are perceived in a positive way already. But if there are if they're not going to win, they're not going to fight the uphill battle to prove prove to you that they're a good person. Like there's not a teenager in the world that's going to fucking do that. Like they're too fucking jaded. I will say that, like, there are situations as a parent when you have teenagers that are extremely difficult. So I'm not saying there's not. I think that when people say teenagers are hard, I think that at least when I say it, that's what I'm referring to. Because there's been a lot of things that my teenagers have come up against and dealt with that I'm like, I just, I don't know how I would have handled it at their age. And I really admire them for it. Like, they're very strong kids. So... For sure. But like, I just I hate the way that, you know, Robin sort of plays into this stereotype of like teenagers are so hard. I'm like, at this point, you've raised three of your own and, you know, have been essentially kind of around a bunch of other ones. Wouldn't you think you have enough experience with teenagers to not be afraid? But she just thinks everything is scary. And I just makes me want her to hit her in the face with a high heeled shoe. She does. She does think everything is scary. And I think that that's why she does have good kids kind of not because she like, she does think everything is scary. So she tries to protect them from everything. Those kids are so sheltered. I mean, at least that's the way it comes off. I could be completely wrong. I am going to say something really controversial as a kid who was really sheltered. Sheltered kids make really good liars. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that. Like, if you are overly controlling the way that I'm sure Robin is, her kids, I'm sure, lie to her fucking constantly. Because I know I lied to my mom all the time. I feel like it's 
either it's an either or situation. You either have kids who are completely naive and do not understand how to conduct themselves in the real world because they've never experienced anything. And that Mm -hmm. I would say is a smaller portion. The other larger portion of the population of kids whose parents are completely, I don't even like extreme like Mm -hmm. that, who are so controlling of, of, of everything you a hundred percent agree with you. You are just teaching your kids how to be sneaky and good liars. That's all you're doing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, then they're shocked. Like the, sorry, mom, if you're listening, uh, there's, then they're shocked when their kid turns 18 and they go f- fucking wild yeah. because like for the first time in their life, they've been able to do what they wanted to do. This is why I went to college very far away. My mom did not know what I did most of the time. Yeah. Not that I did anything like crazy bad, but like, did I go to parties in the dorm? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. I didn't like drink or anything crazy. I just wanted to go and experience it yeah because I wasn't allowed to experience like anything I definitely did things I was not supposed to now I will say my parents were not very controlling but I kind of had an insanely I don't want to say rebellious it wasn't necessarily rebellious it was like I did not like being told what to do I really didn't and I had to like, I, I don't know what it would make me like if I respected you and I say that it, this sounds awful. If I respected you. I would listen to you and I would take, I would do what you would say. But if I didn't, and at the time, a lot of the times I did not feel that way about my parents. I felt like there were things that they could do better and I would kind of just do what I wanted. And I remember saying to them at one point and I wasn't bad. I really didn't do a whole lot. Like, Honestly, I, the worst was really staying out late. I didn't do drugs. I did try drinking, but I never like drank, like drank and drove or never really got out of hand. It was like not really a big deal. Honestly. So I like, I don't know. I don't know. I, like it, I think had I been caught doing any of those things, they would have been super not happy with me, but like, also not have killed me, but I knew kids whose parents were like insanely controlling. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Super sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. So yeah, that was literally all that I had to say about this episode because everything else just made me want to punch Cody. I just, it's just, I have nothing to say. Like he didn't really have anything of value to add to the episode. In my opinion, he was just being ugly. No, and like, yeah, Janelle having her little gardening moment with Gar- or Gabriel was cute, but like, it was uh, filler. It's filler. Yeah, because they can't center the whole episode around that. Like, they had to break it up. I remember like almost wanting to fast forward through those bits. So I know I'm like, can we get back to Mary breaking up with Cody? <laughs> well, you know what? It was funny because at the end of the episode, she was very much like, I don't know. I don't know, like, because my faith feels that. And I feel bad for her because that's got to be a really terrible position to be in. But it mm-hmm. seems like in the ne- next episode, based off of the the previews that I have seen so far, is that she's like, I'm done. 
I'm done. Yeah. She literally says the words, he is not worth it. He's not. He's, he's not. Which she's correct. He's not. Yeah. He's not work a two cent, worth a two cent stamp. So like. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Were you born in the 1920s? Like, what the fuck? You should see like a 32 cent stamp. I remember those, I think. Uh, what are they up to now? Like 50 something? I don't know. Oh my God. But like, we all know what I mean. He is not worth the the heartache and the stress this poor woman has been put through. Hell yeah. A hands down, hands down. Like, I mean, no matter how much he likes to tell us about his, you know, great pecs and his six pack abs, which mm. he still doesn't have. Ridiculous. Still doesn't have. That man's ridiculous. He. Uh, OK, we don't have to go into it. We've said it so many times. We do not need to continue to beat this dead horse. We don't we don't have. Is there anything that I did not bring up that you want to talk about? Not really. I mean, you really, yeah. I mean, like, like we, we've said it so many times. Like, Melissa and I talked about it after the last episode. I was like, we just cannot keep saying the same shit over. <laughs> I just, I can't. I no. am really excited from the preview to get to see Christine's 50th birthday party. That looks like it's going to be a fun adorable. time. I, like, and she mentioned the dating bit and like, we're catching up. Like. This was like a year I, ago. I right? know. I really want to meet David. Do you think we get to meet David? I don't know if we'll get to meet him. It might be at like the very end, but I also really, I think you are correct. And I'm really annoyed about it that the coyote pass conversation where Robin ends up crying on the bench about her front porch dreams is not going to be until like the very last episode. And I'm annoyed and it really, it's because so I want it like home. now. Yeah. Because that's the end. That's how they're going to end this. Mary's going to be the one to leave. And then I, have you seen the, the rumors floating around online, which I take with an, a huge grain of salt that Robin and Cody were dropped by TLC. I have not seen that. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think I said and here's that. Why? Go ahead. They still don't allow like this. What we're seeing is like spring, summer, twenty twenty two. Yeah, COVID restrictions had pretty much been completely lifted by then. Like long before then, they're still not allowing the film crew in. Because, like, Truly's birthday was all, like, home video, essentially. So, at this point, they are a hindrance to production. Yeah. Because the production quality of the show has gone down dramatically because of all of the fucking self-filming from COVID, which is acceptable during COVID, but long since after is no longer acceptable from the viewer perspective. And I'm sure TLC is not thrilled about the fact that they just won't let them back in. 
Yeah. And frankly, they understand that those two people are not the engaging portion of the story anymore because everyone is sick and tired of them. I think. And everybody wants to move on with like Janelle and Christine. Yeah. I don't think people are super interested in Mary's story. I think people are definitely interested in Christine's story. I think Janelle by herself would probably not be enough. She would need to be in it with Christine, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But I just, I almost think, I don't know if TLC dropped them or if Cody and Robin were just like, you know what? We're done. We're walking away kind of thing. Because what, like, according to them, this has destroyed their family. And... (laughs) This show didn't destroy their family. They, they destroyed did. their family. Oh, yeah. Like, let's take some ownership here. Like, They're never going to see that. The, sh- you're, the, sh- the show didn't destroy your family. You destroyed your own family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the show didn't seek you out. You shot the show out. Like, nobody approached you and was like, oh, your family's so cool. Can we make a TV show out of you? No, they went shopping for it. And at the same time, like, you know, reality shows can only last for so long. Yeah. And did you see that, like, a couple of days after Christine got married, Cody had an interview. I think it was, like, with People or Us Weekly or, I don't know, one of those fucking magazines. And he was talking about how he and Robin are really struggling because they're it's like the death of the family. And he she's had to, like, put up with him essentially for so long. And I'm like, he can't understand why he's separated from her Janelle still. And I'm like, because you treat her like crap. I get what he's saying. I do. But at this point, like the fact that he did that interview shortly after Christine got married. Like it's been a while, dude. It's been a while. Like, I'm not saying you need to be over it, but like you should be functioning differently at this point. Like you Mm -hmm. should have your new normal by now. Yeah. But I think that he, this is me going off hinged here. Like I'm off on my own little, you know, conspiracy island right now. That he feels the need to continue to play this victim, oh no, all of my wives left me card so that he can continue to maintain his relationship with Robin because Robin needs to think that this is a devastating thing for him to have lost these three other women from his life. When in in reality, he has finally achieved his girl boss moment of exactly what he wanted. I can see how you would think that. I think if I'm being very honest with you, I think you're reaching a bit. I don't think he intended to go down the monogamy road because I agree with Mary. I don't remember if this was like a preview, but I, no, actually I think it was in the episode. She was like, bullshit. He loved me. And you can see it in their pictures and the way oh, yeah. he, the way he treated all of them 
at the beginning of the show versus midway versus the last couple of seasons is very, very different. So I agree with Mary on this one. So I don't, I don't think it was Cody's intention. I, I really think he's just in Deluland. He's really into Lululand and he really believes that he and Robin are the victims here, that his family abandoned him because of COVID because he was trying to keep them safe and they just don't understand. And Christine has left and just, and, and poisoned everyone against him and poor Robin who came to us hat in hand. He really believes all that bullshit. With every fiber of his being. I mean, I want whatever drugs he's on because his reality seems <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Delulu land. He is the mayor, the president, the czar. The czar. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's a Parks and Rec moment for me. <laughs> You know, whatever dictator, you know, supreme leader title you want to give him. Dictator. <laughs> you coming up with some good ones this evening. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I've had like a glass of wine or something. I don't know. I think I'm just funny sometimes. You are. I find you hysterical. <laughs> Even better with a glass of wine. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm on too much pain medication currently to be also consuming alcohol. I mean, it's like over the counter medication. Yeah, but I've taken a lot today to, to get through my day. Mm, that's all. Hey, I got through and I actually feel a lot better. That's good. Go so, me. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap this all up? Um. Yeah, actually, super quick. Props to McKelty for listening to the midwives and her husband and being like, "Hey, going to the hospital is a good idea." Props to all those ladies who can do home birth. Too scary for me. I'll be honest, Mm -mm. though, if I have another one, which is highly doubtful, but if I have another one, it'll probably end up being a home birth because the last one was only three and a half hours. So I don't know if I'll make it to the hospital considering it's 30 minutes away. Uh, Yeah, I have birthed zero children. Should I birth a child? I am definitely going to a, a medical place i don't i hate a hospital don't get me wrong but like i'd rather be where like i have my best chance in case anything should go wonky there than to be far away there are really cool places i used to live in north carolina at one point in my life and actually went initially for my youngest when she when i was pregnant with her to a midwife's clinic but they worked with the hospital but it wasn't like an OBGYN, like it was a, a midwife. And it was very cool because it's like, okay, I still get the kind of care that I want, but I can still have my hospital setting. So sometimes that would be cool too, if you ever get to that point or if and when you get to that point. 
Yeah. And I know like I've seen like on TikTok and stuff, because sometimes I end up on like OBGYN talk. I don't know why. Me Um, too. You learn some interesting shit, man. Seriously. Um, But there are midwives who will also like work in the hospital who like meet you there and stuff. So like maybe McKelty can find kind of like a happy medium between like the type of care she wants from a a midwife mm-hmm. in that hospital setting that's a little bit you know more proactively to be safe and like i know mckelty like mentioned she's like yeah i don't really like want to have an iv and all this kind of stuff i want to be able to move around and like a, a lot of like good hospitals and places where you can give birth will allow you to have like those levels of like yeah no oh, you're good like up until um, for the most part i think a lot try to do that uh, agreed but like definitely up to a point like if unless there's an emergency then we kind of don't have yeah. a choice but yeah you know but uh, i agree i think there's a good happy medium that was kind of like my initial thought but also like very impressive ladies to have home birth perhaps to you oh yeah not for me but yeah because i don't want to clean it up tbh yeah well like theoretically i'm guessing well i don't know maybe it's in the pool i swear some of them wear pools some do but not that not on this like robin gave birth in her bed you know what actually impressed the hell out of me in that clip the fact that robin was silent while she was pushing i was like fuck me Holy cow. I would know. I yelled. I yelled a lot. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I bumped my mic. I'm sorry if you hear that, people. It, it happens. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think this was a... Uh, I feel like this was a filler episode other than the Mary stuff. I feel like we could... Yeah. Prob- like, I don't think... I don't know how many episodes we're getting. My guess is we're going to get about 18 episodes this season. And I feel like we could have probably done it in 12. Probably. And they like pushed it all together. Yeah. 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 But. T- T- TBH. Anywhoms. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to check out what's coming up next on Mel and Jill Geek Out, be sure to go check us out over on Instagram at Mel and Jill Geek Out. Or if you have a suggestion of what you think we should geek out about next, make sure to shoot us an email over at jillandmelgeekout at gmail.com. Again, my name is Melissa. I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye, Bye guys. I'll give you a hint, guys, by by the way. It's Akamath part two. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.